You come back for it in spectacular numbers every day. Tell your friends, bring a few more with you. It's Russell and Medhurst, 9 to noon on a Wednesday. It's hump day. Couple of lessons out there, kids. The goal in basketball defensively is to stay between your man and the basket, Oscar Tashibwe. Great forward for Kentucky. What a basketball game between Michigan State and Kentucky last night, which forced the Duke-Kansas game to be end near midnight, which forced the college football rankings not to be announced till 10 o'clock last night. Can you imagine all those SEC people going, when's the rankings? When's the rankings? When's the rankings? Where's Reese Davis? Except Michigan State and Kentucky played not one, but two overtimes last night. So it was a busy night. Caps down in Florida, coming up short against FLA. My guy, Ildemaro Tigre, Ildemaro Vargas, gets a arbitration deal from the Nationals, so they avoid arbitration with him. Looks like he's going to be back to certainly compete at minimum for a utility spot in the Nationals infield. But Christopher, another Christopher, maybe it's a Christopher thing. Chris Boyd doesn't like the fact that Taylor Heineke and the Washington Commanders had a little fun on the airplane the other night. Yeah, I mean... Come on, man! I guess the first question that most people would be asking this morning that have seen his comments on Twitter is, who the bleep is Chris Boyd? (laughs) That's a great point. You know? That would be the first thing. Um, Paulie more famous than Chris Boyd. Yeah, perhaps. Um, I know you know who Chris Boyd is. Uh, He doesn't play a whole lot, I can tell you that, uh, for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Yeah, you know, look. Listen. First of all, good morning, everybody. Secondly, you know, I, I I, I don't take offense. I don't take offense to um when when people get mad at certain things everybody has a right to get irked everybody has a right to get frustrated everybody has a right to have their own opinions or whatever what i do get aggravated about is when somebody makes a big deal over nothing right um so i guess we're giving him the response that Maybe he wanted. I don't know. Uh, But when Chris Boyd, you know, a guy who most people, again, have not heard of, tweets out in response to the Bleacher Report story covering Taylor Heineke having the bush lights with the chains and the glasses to basically make him look like Kirk Cousins Jr. or Kirk Cousins light because he was having the bush light. And by the way, I screwed up. Yesterday when I said, well, it's kind of interesting that he was drinking Bush Light when he had the sponsorship with Bud Lights, as pointed out to me by somebody on Twitter yesterday, Bush Light is in the Anheuser-Busch family. So that is, uh, you know, I don't know if that sponsorship or marketing or endorsement deal is still in place or not, uh, but he's still in the family. But Chris Boyd says, stop trying to bleeping be us. Bleeping was not the word he obviously used. He used the F word. Lames. <laughs> he couldn't hold Kirk Jockstrap. Find your own trend. Y'all beep the S word. Don't even look like y'all having fun enjoying it. 
Okay, so a couple of things here. Number one, he's salty that apparently the commanders are mimicking, copying what the Vikings do. And and mind you, it's not just what the Vikings did after beating the commanders with Kirk Cousins. That just happened to be Kirk Cousins after his return against the commander's organization at FedEx Field for the first time in five years since he left. They do that every week. I saw Patrick Peterson doing that, obviously, on the charter back from Buffalo after he had uh, two interceptions and, and one to seal the game and the win. So they do that all the time. Okay, fine. I, Pete, like every team for the most part, for the most part, has some sort of like something, whether it's a turnover chain, an axe, a, uh, I don't know, a, a lucky rock, uh, <laughs> you know, a, a rabbit out of the hat. So, I mean, they all do something stupid, right? Okay? So, I guess... Hey, Bullwinkle. <laughs> I guess the fact... what I guess what annoyed Chris Boyd was that they made Heineke with the glasses. And I don't know if he wears glasses normally. I haven't... I don't ever recall him wearing glasses, but maybe I missed it. I, I, I'm not a big fashion guy, as everybody kind of knows. Um, but they made him look like, again, Kirk Cousins light with the glasses and the chains, right? And he's a quarterback, and he's a white quarterback, and so on and so forth. Um, so I, I guess that's what he was upset about. I don't know if it's the, mimicking the celebration or if it's necessarily – just specifically that they made Heineke look like Kirk Cousins because he does say he couldn't hold Kirk jockstrap. Now, of course, the grammar there is a little um, lacking, but does this upset anybody? I I don't know if it should because Chris Boyd is such an insignificant human-like factor. Not human. Uh, insignificant factor, like he means nothing. This isn't Patrick Peterson. This isn't Kirk Cousins. This isn't, uh, you know, um, I, I mean, this isn't like uh, Daniil Hunter saying this, right? This isn't Justin Jefferson saying this. This is freaking Chris Boyd. Were you, when you saw that, A, the the criticism of the commanders, I guess, players, and B, specifically of Taylor Heineke not being able to hold Kirk's chop strap. Did that annoy you? Did that frustrate you? Did that make you mad? Or did you laugh and go, ha, 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 Here's what who's I, Chris Boyd? All right, here's what I don't get, all right? We get mad at the NFL for being the fun police, okay? NFL players get mad when the NFL, you know, becomes the fun police, So now we have NFL players now getting mad at other NFL players and being the fun police themselves. So you can't have it both ways here, guys. Come on. I mean, that's what I don't get. Sure, imitation is the best form of flattery. Whatever. I mean, let teams celebrate. Let guys celebrate in the moment. It's the entertainment industry. What do I tell you? Sports is entertainment. Sports is the entertainment industry. You can't be contradictory when you want people to support your right to celebrate and entertain and have fun, yet when another team decides to celebrate and have fun and everybody's got chains 
across. I mean, is Chris Boyd going to sit there and get after every college football team that ha- puts a bunch of chains around a player's neck? Now, clearly, the college player, at least on the field or on the airplane, is not going to have a bush light. But no, you know, because I've been on college charters, there are no bush lights on those charters. But I mean, why, 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 why poke the bear of another team? You know, I almost want Washington to be able to circle back and play Minnesota in the first round of the playoffs. And then if Washington somehow pulls the upset, they can go running across the field to Chris Boyd and point at him and go, you, dude, you, something like that. Though I think Ron's guys would be a lot more classier uh, than that in this situation. Mm-hmm. It's quite, I mean, look, in the in the end, it's it's a lot to do about nothing. But, dude, just just stay over there with your 8-1 and one football team. Everybody knows you're 8-1. Have fun. Be classy. Go celebrate again next week if you get another victory. And and focus on the things that that are important at this time of the year. Worrying about the celebration of a 5-5 five and five football team you beat the week before should not be one of them. Okay? Because it's just like when James Madison started bitching up and down after going 5-0. and Oh, we should be contenders for the Sun Belt Championship. We need to change this rule. We need to change the rule so we can go to a bowl game. What's happened? James Madison... Lost like three games in a row after that. Okay, when you start worrying about the wrong things, losing focus, and now you're going to have some ding-dong in the Vikings locker room today that's going to walk up to one of the players and go, oh, did you hear what Chris said about Washington celebration? What do you think about that? Okay, those guys don't want to talk about that. They don't want to talk about Chris getting after the commanders. They want to talk about why they're 8-1. and one. Why they're atop the NFC with the Eagles right now. Well, it's also going to be a topic of conversation in the commander's locker room, right? It, it will, but I mean, you know, I mean. Which might lead to, you know, somebody lashing out I on this end. As, see, I doubt. Like, I mean, like basically, like I said, we said, who the bleep is Chris Boyd? I think Boyd? Ron's guys are going to take the high road here. And right. I think Standig and Kime and, those, and Nikki are going to go in there and ask real questions. Maybe if they, you know, if they run out of ammunition to ask Ron about the Carson and uh, you know, Taylor debate about Chase Young, you know, about other injuries, you know, about what he thought of Brian Robinson this weekend. How's your offensive line shaping up? And then maybe then maybe one of them asks, uh, you know, Ron or some of the players about, you know, Chris Boyd poking fun at their celebration. But, you know, I mean, it's it's worry about that. That's what gets me. And we see this all the time, Chris. Teams start worrying about the wrong things and create, you know, distractions for themselves and create questions in the locker room that you know really don't need to be asked uh, at this point so you know I guess now the onus is for the Vikings to keep going out and backing that up and maybe they'll change their celebration around a little bit you know maybe maybe they'll start a celebration war with Washington here's the only thing that does kind of ring true to some degree on Chris Boyd's criticism the only thing uh, first of all, I mean, from a Taylor Heineke, Kirk Cousins aspect, listen, I wouldn't say, this is me, I wouldn't say that Kirk Cousins, or that that Taylor Heineke couldn't hold Kirk Cousins' jock. That's, I, I, even me, who and I've said some crazy things, that's disrespectful, right? Um, is, is, is Taylor Heineke as good as Kirk Cousins? Of course not. Nobody should even... Utter those words, never mind have that thought. Not even close. Not even close. I mean, it's 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 like, you know, living on boardwalk versus uh living in the slums. Okay. That's basically what it is. Um, but that being said, 
like he should he shouldn't have said that part. Um, the one thing that rang somewhat true to me, the one thing that rang somewhat true to me. Remember last year when the command when the Cowboys showed up with the heaters. Uh, with the benches, their own personal benches, and and it just blew up at FedEx Field. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it was all over social media, and it became just a big, enormous story. And ha, 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 look at what the Cowboys did and look at how stupid the commanders are and, and all that stuff. And then the commanders showed up two weeks later in Dallas with their version yeah. of the heated benches, right? So they 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 tried to even the score, instead of coming up with something creative and on their own, right? Because, God forbid, we do that. So the only thing that rang potentially true to me about Chris Boyd's criticism was that. Was that the commanders, for whatever reason, players, organization, I don't know, do have a little bit of a tendency to take something that they see elsewhere and basically mimic it. I don't know if that's a lack of creativity. I don't know if that's just simply a, hey, ha, 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 that's a good idea. They're having fun. We're going to have fun, too. I don't know if that was a dig at Kirk Cousins. I don't know what it was. I don't think it was. I think it was just a bunch of dudes having fun. Maybe too much fun. I mean, Ron had to basically give them a little... A little lashing, if you will. A little, a little, little stern reminder. warning yesterday. Yeah. But that was just a bunch of dudes having fun. But I think that's what, like, Chris Boyd wouldn't re- remember what happened with the benches last year. Only a dummy like me would remember that or point that out. But that was the only thing about Chris Boyd's criticism that I said, hmm. Maybe, you know what, he's got a kind of a point that this team, for whatever reason, doesn't do anything creative and individual and unique. And, you know, like back in the glory days, right, the Hogs and the Fun Bunch, right? Yes? Yeah. I mean, that was unique to the Washington Redskins. Does this organization, does this team do anything unique? Back in those days, though, I never saw another team – poke fun at the fun bunch. I never saw a team poke fun. I mean, Randy White, Randy White Mm -hmm. did one time verbally say something about the Hogs. And the Hogs got the last laugh of the yeah. 1982 right. NFC Championship course, game about world, that. The world was different back then. There was no social media. True. There was no Very Instagram. True. There was no Very none true. of this stuff, right? Very true. But I guess my point being is, d- does that have any... Again, Chris Boyd probably does not have any recollection of what happened last year with the mim- the copying of the the stupid team mm-hmm. benches and whatever, which was the commanders being, oh, ha, ha, you showed up in our building but with your own it, benches. We're going to do the same to you. That, when they when they showed Taylor on the plane the other night, right. was your first inclination that, oh, that's what Kirk Cousins did? Uh, honestly... No, it wasn't exactly. It wasn't probably my first, but he did. I mean, I will say this: he did kind of look like Kirk Cousins. uh, I mean, with the glasses and the chains, he did sort of like. If you just watch quickly, like there was an obvious resemblance. So again, but I don't think that was. Oh, we're trying to make Kirk Cousins look bad or the Vikings right. look bad. That was, hey, we saw this. This was cool. This was fun. We're going to do it to our guy. 
Exactly. I mean, I did not get the sense that, oh, hey, he looks like Kirk Cousins. That's not that was not my first impression when I saw Taylor Heineke in that situation. Right. And that's okay that it wasn't your first sure, impression. I mean, I mean again, I don't think there was like some any malicious intent by the commanders you know what players it tells me, though? to show up Kirk Cousins. You know what it tells me though? You can find out what players have their mind on the right things at this time of year mm-hmm. and what players have their mind on the wrong things at this time of year. And I think You mean it, from a Boyd perspective. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think also in a way, I think also in a way, Ron wants to remind his guys, hey, yeah, we're going to enjoy this win, but we got to get focused back in here because we don't want to now, you know, have a letdown going to a Houston roster that we're better than uh, coming up next week because Washington has no room for error. Washington has no margin for error. No matter how great that win is, you only get one win. Okay? There's no degree of difficulty, extra points for beating Philadelphia. You know, there's there, you don't get any you don't get any bonus points. You know, there's no committee that's gonna look at you at this time of year and go, Oh yeah, you're a playoff team because you beat Philadelphia late in the season. It's only one win. And you're only as good as your next game in the National Football League as we know from week to week. Just ask the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who lost inexplicably to the Carolina Panthers with an interim coach, okay, week to week. And that's why, Ron, I think yesterday, you know, gave you the kind of, hey, you know, we got to be we got to be focused in here. I got to get the guys refocused on the task mm-hmm. at hand. Because yeah. as you've, you've mentioned, you even mentioned it last week when we talked about it, short week coming up, you know, big decisions that have to be made. Clearly it looks like we're going to get Chase Young and Ron – Ron, I don't know if Ron's doing the good old college try and trying to sell you, you know, to protect egos when it comes to Taylor and Carson and his public comments right now, very calculated right now from the head coach. But I think right now, as long as that quarterback is playing well and you're winning games, I think you clearly have to stay with Taylor Heineke. And that is the greater question. A non-committal from the head coach just yet. Does that concern you that he might lean in another direction? 10.45 during touchdown at 10. Nick Costos from BetQL joins us to preview Thursday night action coming up and some of the Sunday slate this week. And maybe we'll even ask him if trying to find some odds on Washington making the playoffs is a value play with seven games remaining in the season. All that and more on a Wednesday edition of Russell and Medhurst coming your way next right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free. On the Odyssey app. Jazzy Jeff Walker trying to get in on our nine to twelve turf. Sorry. We've got a wall of FBI and CIA security, Secret Service, ready to intercept anyone that comes in this booth between 9 and 12, trying to take our airtime from us. Maybe we should change our name to the Goobers. How about that? (laughs) We could be sponsored by Goobers. See, I'm a big fan of their other candy, Raisinets. That same company makes Raisinets and Goobers. I'm a big fan of Raisinets. I don't like Goobers. What exactly is a Goober? Uh, A chocolate-covered peanut. 
Okay. I mean, it's not bad. That's I guess not it's the like a poor man's version of uh, yeah. peanut M&Ms, yeah. which, which strangely enough, I do like. I mean, raisinets are, so raisinets are raisins covered in chocolate, Chocolate right? covered raisins. Okay. Very simple uh, product. Yeah. So. You can make both, it at home. Both of those are fine. Both of those are fine. I mean, um, you know, they're not the best. They're not Reese's peanut butter cups or anything like that. Let's not, let's not confuse anything here. But both of those are fine. But. Yeah. By the way, you know, it, like Raisinets you get- and Goobers, okay? If it wasn't for movie theaters, things like Raisinets, Goobers, Junior Would be Mints, out of business. Milk Duds, Bunch of Crunch. Bunch of Crunch. I mean, I mean, what the hell is Bunch of Crunch? Bunch of Crunch that makes your Fritos go with lunch. No, I'm just kidding. Um, there's a lot of things is, that, that I've never heard of Bunch Matt, of Crunch. Explain to him. Bunch of Crunch is like if they broke up a crunch bar and it's all these little bits. So you just reach in and it's like chocolate and the crunchy bits. It's almost like a, if they oh, took they a Butterfinger. Oh, they don't call it Bunch of Crunch. That's what you call it. No, that's the name of it. That's the name of it. It's almost like they I've crunched up a, a Butterfinger and, you know, similar to something like that. But my point is, it's these, when you go to a movie theater, it's these weird candies. At first... They, they Reese cups, Hershey bars. Mm-hmm. They weren't sold in movie theaters. It was Junior Mints. It was Raisinets. It was these York peppermint. York patties. Pepper, yeah, it was these kind of like secondary list. Yeah. Okay, it was kind of like the five and five playoff team con- contender list. Watch him. Watch him call. Boy, that was that was actually not a terrible. There you go. He's right there. See. I have never seen that. It's kind of an off bit of a Nestle Crunch bar. Okay, I have literally yeah. never heard of it. Seen it. I mean, I. So that's only available at movie theaters? Is that what the deal is? Or no? I think you can find it probably in some stores okay. if you really look for it in like the I, candy uh, the candy dedicated only aisle yeah, in I your mean, grocery store. I try and store. stay out of that area because there's too much temptation. Like, oh. you know, I don't love or I don't drink anything with sugar at all. Given not to temptation. But, but deliver I, us from chocolate yeah, evil. I do have a problem with like uh, things with chocolate, you know, especially chocolate and peanut butter. Oh, I got, I got to avoid it. I just I, I just don't ever go down that aisle because I'd be in trouble. Right. I'm, I'm already in trouble. Speaking of uh, go- let me ask you this real quickly before mm-hmm. you go on. Did you get the goobers thing? Because Craig Hoffman called us a bunch of goobers the other night. That's why I said on, it. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. I mean, I, should we be insulted? I mean, he was trying to pay homage to Matty Ice, as you like to. I'm, I'm not call him. I, I, you know, I don't. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Okay, so it didn't bother you when he called us a bunch no. of goobers. Okay. No, I I thought it was actually pretty funny because, like, I started thinking, is that really an insult or is I've that been just? Worse. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. You know, I, I'd rather be called. Russell's a, endured a lot worse on yeah. social media. Oh yeah, absolutely. So. I, I was gonna say, like being called goobers on the radio did not bother me one bit. I actually thought it was pretty funny. Goober on Andy Griffith, funny Jim Neighbors. So yeah. Um, speaking of going down the road, yeah. Any concern at all because Ron didn't say yes indeed that guy is our guy he kind of said i'm just not sure if he's healthy carson gets his job back did he say something without really saying something yesterday and are we are we really trying to super over interpret what he said and does it bother you at all that he just didn't say, hey, four's our guy this week against yeah, Houston? Yeah, I, I mean, listen, first of all, he basically, the the, the first thing he said was, I, I haven't even had a chance to meet with the doctors and with Al, um, uh, Al, Al Bellamy. Bellamy. Uh, you know, 
and that's the first part of this decision. Now, whether you believe that or not, I do kind of believe it. I think Ron plays coy very much with that on Mondays, normally during the season, where he'll be like, uh, guys, 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 I- I'd love to tell you, but I haven't met with the trainers, and I think he's clearly already met with the trainers uh, and the doctors or gotten some word on who's going to be available, who's not, what have you. In this particular case, yesterday, I think on a really short week, Pete, even though they started some of their advance work against the Texans, you've got to review the film from Monday night. And you have to, Tuesday is the, like, main prep day for the Houston Texans, right? So you are basically doing what you do on Monday and and Tuesday normally, all on Tuesday or primarily on Tuesday. Um, and even some today, because the guys aren't practicing until 4.15, and even though it's going to be a walkthrough. So, like, Ron was extremely busy yesterday. I get it. I mean, somehow, some way, they forced him to do a couple of TV interviews uh, that I saw with the locals. Fine, whatever. Um, okay, uh, it, it is what it is. But I don't think Ron truly and authentically had a chance to get a full idea of Wentz's medical situation. And here's why I say that's the first thing. First of all, he he's not even cleared to play yet, Pete. Mm-hmm. And therefore, he's not even cleared to practice. Now, listen, I think they could very conveniently cover this up even if he's ready to practice and even if he's ready to play. I think they could very conveniently say, no, he's not cleared. The problem is, is if Carson Wentz knows he's cleared and they come out and say he's not cleared, then obviously there could be friction between both sides there and that could spill over and somebody could leak that to the media, what have you. So what I expect to happen is Carson Wentz, when he gets cleared, to indeed practice, right? Which would be the first sign when he's on the field. And again, he's eligible now. When he's on the field to practice, that would be the first sign that he's cleared. Okay, if they haven't told us that he's medically cleared, then the question would be is whether you could ramp him up with basically two days of practice. And I've said all along, and you know this, and I said this when the injury happened in the ensuing days after the days leading up to last Monday night. I said, look, I said Carson Wentz would not start against Houston, win or lose Monday night in Philly, good or bad performance for Taylor Heineke. Carson Wentz would not start. Why? Because he's not going to be medically cleared until at least early this week and not enough practice time for a quarterback with a broken finger who has to throw the ball, who has to then work through that process, right? Um, We saw some weird things happen uh, with Russell Wilson, with uh, who was the quarterback um, earlier uh, this year that had – that came back quickly. Uh, I'm trying, drawing a blank um, from a broken hand or a broken finger or whatever it was, and they struggle. I, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, I'll think about it. But we, like, to me, this is to me, and this is just me. I can only control me. This is not even a debate. This is Ron. I believe. I believe Ron saying, "You know what? I don't want Lovey Smith as much as respect as I have for him." knowing who my starting quarterback is, even if he assumes it's going to be Taylor Heineke, Mm -hmm. because if I can get him to be busy preparing for Carson Wentz, potentially, I'm going to do that, damn it. 
Why not? To me, this was Ron playing poker. There's no way Ron could go back to Carson Wentz this week, this Sunday. Listen, I heard, uh, I think it was on the Junkies this morning, I've heard all over the place over the last 24 hours, well, maybe Taylor Heineke is going to be the quarterback for the rest of the year. That's that's not what we're talking about, guys. You don't, you remember when Frank Reich said, uh, Sam Ellinger is my quarterback for the rest of the year. And Frank Reich got fired a week and a half after that. And then Matt Ryan was back. Like, there is no reason at all for Ron Rivera to even remotely be thinking mm-hmm. about what's going to happen in December, in the middle of November, when you're coming off of your statement win and you have a short week and a long road trip and a plucky, not good, a plucky, Houston Texans team with a coach that you know can coach defense and gets his team to play hard. They're not good. But you're those not think- two things are true that you just said. Yeah, but okay. you're not thinking about mid-December here. Right. And, and, and the question is is whether you're thinking about starting Carson Wentz this Sunday. And, and, and just that alone, right? If we're not talking about anything other than just this Sunday – is there any justifiable reason in your mind, any, that Carson Wentz should start this Sunday? No. Plain and simple. Is uh, that and, just and, because Heineke was 3-1, and one, or is it because of how Heineke has played? It is because there is a synergy going right now that you haven't had all season. There's a synergy with this team. There's a togetherness right now with this team. There's a belief right now with this team. There's a confidence right now with this team. That hasn't been there all year, Chris. It was not there. It was there in a flash in the Jacksonville game. It quickly went away in the Detroit game in the first half of that game. It quickly went away because if you look at the point totals after that, this offense went downhill, okay? And... Whether it was all Carson's fault or not, he was a part of it. Now you've kind of rebuilt a little bit of that chemistry and that synergy here. You you were in a, the mid-20s again this week. Sure, when Philadelphia turns it over four times, that helps. Okay? You get the cosmetic touchdown late. I don't even count that getting you to 32. But you were back in the 20s this week. Where you need to be because this defense is giving you. If you can somehow get the 24 points, your defense has shown you we can win the game if you just get us 24 points. Right. And there is a synergy within this group and a lot of chemistry right now, Chris, that I I, I can't believe for a minute Ron would want to disrupt with this football team right now. And again, just like some of callers and people on Twitter have pointed out, Analysts as well, okay? Yes, Carson Wentz can come in and resume giving you an opportunity to throw the ball deep on teams. But Chris, right now, is that the only trait that he brings to the table that you can't get from number four right now? I mean, that's the only trait in my mind that 11 brings that four won't bring you in terms of trying to win football games at this point. Because Carson Wentz, in the Philly game, as he showed you, won't get rid of the football. Mm -hmm. Just won't get rid of it. 
and you're losing yardage, all that hidden yardage. Joe Miller and I talk about it all the time. Hidden yardage is one of the greatest stats during the course of a game. You know, you know why they won the other night, Chris? Because they were constantly in third and one. Yep. Okay. I think seven times, right? Yeah. Scott Turner, Scott Turner by nature, if he has that ability with Wentz to throw the ball down the field, that's five to seven more pass plays than run plays that they're going to call immediately just because Carson Wentz is your quarterback. And right now, that's not the way to go because you're losing, you lose yardage and you make it even more difficult on third down. So if I am if I am Scott Turner, if I'm Ken Zampezi, I go to Ron Rivera and say, Coach, as much as we'd love to have that big playability, right now we need to do this. And we need to keep this guy in the lineup because we've got a chemistry going right now that really you shouldn't disrupt. And to me, I think his leaders in the locker room, I think the leaders in the locker room need to go to coach and say the same thing. I think Terry McLaurin kind of gave you an inkling as to what they're thinking by his answer the other night. Yeah, we we know that Carson's a great guy, great thrower. But right now, Taylor Heineke's doing something. He's got that it factor that at least for now, Chris keeps them competitive. And you know what? How much better does Carson Wentz, even if you put him back in the lineup, make them as a team? Is it a is it a drastic difference in your mind from one player to the next? No, I mean it's a stylistic difference. That's yes. the that's the only 100%. thing. That's 100%. the only thing. It's not a drastic difference in terms of production. Period. They sucked on third down after the first two games with Carson Wentz. You mentioned the Philadelphia mm-hmm. game, the nine sacks, all that, the Dallas game, the Chicago game, the Tennessee game. They moved the football, but obviously didn't score a lot of points. And he threw the killer interception uh, at the end, and he wasn't very good leading up to that particular interception at the goal I, line. And, I gotta be and honest then Chicago with obviously I gotta be wasn't good either. If the play even and, before the injury. And I know they won the Chicago game. Right. But had he been playing had he played better in that game? Had he come through in the clutch, in that clutch moment against Tennessee, I might have a different opinion right now. I might have a different opinion. But, Chris, when we last saw him healthy, the performance was not great. It was not good enough. Period. So, I mean, listen, it's not good enough with Taylor Heineke either. But it's been good enough to win because their special teams and their defense have been really good. Heineke is doing – what's the word I'm looking for here? He is doing he is doing less wrong than Carson Wentz was when last in the lineup. I think like, that's fair. I have a confidence and, and even though but you know what though the same thing can be said in some ways. You have that long drive in the third, first drive of the third quarter the other night. And it stalls and ends in a field goal. Now, is that because of what Scott Turner called at the end of the drive, lack of execution by the players on the drive, whatever. But you know, Heineke right now is at least giving this team a, a a great belief in what they're doing, even if it's fool's gold in some way. In the short term, in the right now, Taylor Heineke's the guy, plain and simple. And hopefully Ron and the offensive staff don't overthink this thing. Your thoughts? Let's talk about it. 301-230-0980. And, of course, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Chris has our first look at what's trending. 
All right, we start with uh, sad news uh, still emanating from Charlottesville. The University of Virginia has had to cancel their home game this Saturday against Coastal Carolina after the tragic shooting and deaths of three of their football players. Of course, as everybody now knows, on Sunday night, the suspect in the UVA football player shootings uh, appearing in court this morning via video. Uh, a witness, according to reports on the bus, claims uh, that the alleged shooter did not shoot randomly, but specifically targeted his victims as football players, and that the first victim was apparently sleeping at the time that he was shot. The NFL announcing players of the week, and in the NFC, probably no surprise, Joey Sly of the Washington Commanders. Four for four on field goals, including a 55 and a 58-yarder in Monday night's upset victory over the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, wins the NFC Special Teams Player of the Week award. Devin White of the Tampa Bay Bucks winning the defense, and, of course, Justin Jefferson of the Minnesota Vikings winning the Offensive Player of the Week. Wizards back home tonight for Oklahoma City, looking for win number five in a row. Bradley Beal cleared from health and safety protocols. You can hear the Wizards. Tonight, right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app, beginning with Dave Johnson and Glenn Consor at 645. And that's what's trending. The telephone number that you need to know, 312-300-0980. I'd give you my number, and we could make it like a text machine, but that probably wouldn't be a good idea. I'd have people text me at 2 in the morning. You think they would do that? Yeah. I mean, maybe Paulie would while he's doing the show on the Beat 980. There you go. That's right. Paulie could be doing the morning, or the overnight show, 2 right. a.m. Right. On the Pete 980. Uh, by, the, by the way, people should, uh, I mean, they should follow the Team 980 on Twitter, right? And they should follow Pete Medhurst on Twitter, uh, and they should follow... Me on Twitter uh, at Russellmania six two one Pete at Russell at uh, at Pete Medhurst and uh, Mister Me and Me and Me and Me <laughs> at Mister underscore Me ninety three. Correct? Did I get it right? Yes, you got it right. Also, if you want to give a follow to at Pete nine eighty DC at Pete nine eighty DC, it is the Twitter handle th- that is sweeping you- the world. Elon Musk hasn't gotten to this one yet, guys. He has not canceled right. this one. You so all, at Pete 980 I thought DC. it was the Pete 980. No, no, no. Well, it's the radio station that we're creating the, the optical illusion of right. is the Pete 980. You just said Pete 980. Right. No, I no, think... no. The Twitter handle is at Pete 980 DC. Oh, the radio station is going to be rebranded the Pete 980 okay. because when you take over CK, because I've heard you want to get rid of him so that you can take over the world. Not at all. You're full of – look, I see all the mess that guy goes through. (laughs) I think I – look, I was a program director once of one radio station, okay? Uh That guy's running the whole cluster. Yeah. Okay. So you don't. So what you're telling me is publicly on the air, you do not want to topple. No, not at all. Oh, I thought. Though I would say, didn't if you I was just in say charge... during the break that you wanted to knock off CK like uh, Not, what are like you John, talking about? Like John Gotti did to. Uh... I think you were talking to Jeff Walker in the hallway who oh. wanted to knock us off so oh, he could okay. be the nine to twelve host. Oh, I thought I heard that. I'm I sorry. will say this though: if I did have any influence on WPGC, I would play the Walking Flame all the time. 301-230-0980. Let's get it cranked up on the phones. Touchdown at tennis straight ahead. Nick Costos ten forty five. Start on line four. 
our man Disco Frank. What's up, Frank? Hey, very good morning. They called to come back, but I've been listening for years. So. Appreciate you, bro. What Thank up, you. Disco. Yeah. Yes, sir. Hey, let me tell you something, man. You know, I looked at a couple of plays that is indicative that it should not be no change. Now that that fat uh, that snap that was sailed out of out out on over over the parkway, and Heineke had to come back right. and grab that ball and throw that ball and not get caught without no penalty. Correct. That should give you one indication that the man was quick on his feet, made him made a decision, and it saved yardage and time of possession. Number two. Now, you know, I have no problems. I'm kind of biased because I'm I'm not a fan of Wentz. However, you want you usually want somebody to be best for the team. But the narrative is I still don't believe he got the team to galvanize around him. As you mentioned earlier, he done made some throws that, hey, why are you holding the ball too long? Sometimes you just got to go ahead with your first instinct. And I think that's lacking with him. Now, with Heineke, I'm a, I'll say it like this. Yeah, I remember one time that uh, they had a guy named Matt Flynn that played football. And they wanted him to be the number one quarterback. But Russell Wilson was right there. What did they do about that? They put in Russell Wilson. So I, it ain't about the money. It's about how you can galvanize your team. And where it is right now, I haven't seen Terry McLaurin being targeted as much as he should because his man's a great receiver. And you can't be holding him hostage in the first quarter, the second quarter. He can't be targeted in the third quarter. Well, he's been, he's, he's been, no, wait, 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 wait. He's been targeted a lot more since Heineke got no, no, in. No, that's, that's, that's my point. Yeah. That's my point. Right. He has been. Right. But you couldn't say that same narrative when you had Wentz in there. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I don't. I, I, yeah, I, I can't explain what what the di- difference was. I have no idea other than simply Carson Wentz was trying to spread the ball around, and for whatever reason, didn't you know overemphasize. I appreciate the phone call, uh, Frank. I, you know, I heard this theory from Logan Paulson. We didn't ask Logan about it yesterday. Uh, that well, maybe it's not a theory. Kyle Shanahan and and Sean McVay and Matt Lafleur they design specific targets for X player. Scott Turner, he believes, or he knows, designs plays that he feels will work against the opponent and does not specifically design touches for certain players. And quite honestly, some of the results show that to be true. Absolutely. Not only with Terry, but remember last week, Antonio Gibson only had, against the Vikings, three targets. And what did he have the other night? I, I, I don't re- What did they throw to him once? I don't that, even remember. Yeah. I, I don't. I, I'd have to look anyway. that up. Um, By the way, uh, we talk uh, about winners, right? He had three targets the yeah. other night again. Talk about winners, right? And guys doing winning things. So, NFL Game Day had a great tweet. Yeah. Since Taylor Heineke joined the Commanders in 2020, he has a better winning percentage than Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, 
and Justin Herbert in that same span. Since 2020. Since 2020. Better winning percentage. He's a 526 winning percentage. Better than Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. I assume that's not the playoff game. Probably not. So that's seven. Yeah, because remember, all NFL statistics. He was responsible for all seven of their wins last year. All NFL statistics are based on regular regular season. season. He was responsible for their seven wins last year, but he did uh, like he didn't start the week one game against the Chargers. Obviously, Fitzpatrick did. So I think they assigned that to the starter mm-hmm. wins, losses, that type of thing. And then he obviously didn't play the Tuesday night game in Philadelphia, which was again a loss. So theoretically, he was seven and seven regular season last year, and then three and one so far this year. Did he get the last regular season game before Tampa? The, no, before the Tampa that was Alex game. Smith in Philadelphia. He played right, right, in right. relief okay. of Dwayne Haskins against Carolina the week yeah. before that. So, but that he did not start that game. Either way, I mean the so fact he's, that he's what ten and ten and eight as a starter, right? Which sounds about right. Five twenty six. Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, seven and he was seven and seven last year as a starter. Three and one, and now. then three and one so far this year. So, so that's ten and eight. It's pretty good. Yeah, you'll take that if you are. A Washington football fan at this point, because for much of the Dan Snyder era, we have not played 526 football. That's for sure. 301-230-0980. More of your calls next. Nick Costos at 1045 right here on the Team 980. Streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.